This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. Only the best discs has a huge selection with high quality pictures of each disc, actual disc weights, flatness, and stiffness listed. Did I mention fast shipping? Get it free on your next order at otbdiscs.com using promo code DGPODCAST. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 254 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Yay, off season. <laughs> I mean, there's there's starting to be some rumblings. There's things happening-ish, which is neat. Yeah, that, there's stuff happening. There's still players that need to go places and, and discs to be released and, and uh, you know... And schedules maybe, and maybe you know the best player well, I'll take back. I was gonna say all time, but that's an argument that I don't need to have. Like the best player of the last ten years might just up and leave the brand he's been with forever and go, Oh no, that's not gonna happen for a no. long time. Listen, we can't top that that off season. There's no that was like the greatest off season ever. That was like the height of our podcast. Unless I he mean, does it again. We could we could grow higher. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the the, the highest point of our podcast. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I think it's a whole just a series of low points. To be honest, that's but, true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's not. But like, do you, remember that, do you remember that off season? You know, like we just all like every week we had something to talk about. It's honestly so all a blur. Things. Was that last year? Year before? <laughs> Was it like three years ago? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. I just remember being like, just all of our wild speculation was my favorite part of it, and my favorite part. Here's my favorite part of just our podcast in general. I feel like we're like 70, 75% on our wild speculation. No, I was, well, I was crazy wrong. I thought that entire time, and I said it a bunch of times on this podcast, I thought Paul McBeth was just trying to strong arm Innova for a better contract true, the whole time. True, true, true. Like, so I'm like 70, 75% no, you, you on my are, wild speculation. No, you are at best a, a broken clock. So, right, right twice a day. You know. I get what you're saying. Well, <clears throat> twice a day when you do one podcast a week is pretty damn good. <laughs> well, I mean, if the clock doesn't strike when you're doing the podcast, then, I mean, you'd have to time it better. Let's put it that way. I've timed it great. Yeah. But, but no, I was, I was very, very wrong about that. Like, I, I thought it was all just... Uh, you want to go back to wild speculation just, real quick? I mean, you just bought discs that... Feed our wild speculation. But we yeah, can talk that's about true. That that's true. It's it's later. on it's on the list of things to talk about. Oh, I know. Uh, we we do unfortunately uh, we do not unfortunately have a a deer review for the show once again because I it's my fault. I'm still got an infant in the house and I have not had time to field test discs to the point where I can it's come your on a show. Fault. She's the one who made the baby. <laughs> Thanks, Natasha. <laughs> to the point where I can come on and and give my honest opinion about them. So we'll we'll get back to it soon, I promise. But I just have not been able to do it. So we'll just record a podcast and have a good time. And uh, got some got some topics. Joe hasn't provided me yet with a random tangent that the show normally has. I mean, I kind of got my big tangent in the pre-show. Normally, three minutes like, is not when I do the intro. It's I know. Like, I feel like I shouldn't like jump back into that right away. Okay. Um, I guess I am going to anyways, though, because I just said I wasn't, but I'm going to. 
and just to focus more in on um, fantasy football. Dak is an asshole. <laughs> like the God Cowboys. Damn it. No, come jerks. on. You can take. But no. But no. I don't care about that. Um, I made a beautiful decision this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, obviously, of not. Well, one, of choosing to keep score in our round. And two... Are you implying something something wrong about my scorekeeping abilities? Not at all. I'm more implying that when you know what the score is, it changes your demeanor. <laughs> Which is 100% true, and you know it's true. And you know, like, the thing you're most upset with about the round is that you didn't know the scores... Uh, earlier, mm-hmm. uh, I had a I had my best round ever. Um, I don't know my best round. Probably my best round ever. I I don't know. I whatever I threw whatever a four down or something at skyline, which I feel is maybe better than that at Taylor. But I had a really good round, and I've had I've been on the cusp of really good rounds at uh, our local course, Taylor Mountain in Santa Rosa, California, multiple times, and Robin has always been really good whether he's keeping score or not he's paying enough attention those times to just fucking sh- ruin my day well i'm sleep deprived i got an infant exactly so like exactly. i'm not on top so, of that sort of thing thank you jade yeah it's thank jade your daughter is just the golden child because she helped me out um i i shot a pb by two strokes uh at our local course and it's something that i've been on the i like i've had a trajectory to be there before and gotten the Robin like, Hey, you're having a real good round. Like I remember legitimately and I didn't say it out loud there, but in my mind, like I remember, I said something about it on a, a previous hole, but not the same way of like, I've missed a putt like this before. Uh, like I had a, a basic drop in on 17 and still like took all the time in the world. Well, you know, Joe, I'm I'm maturing as a person, Bullshit. and you Bull know I was just legitimately shit. happy for you and the round you were having, and I understand that in the past when I tried to point out uh, what a good round you're having in an effort to <laughs> get in your head to make you mess up your round was wrong, and I shouldn't do that, and it's just not a it's it's. It's bad sportsmanship. I can and tell I understand how upset you were with yourself <laughs> when I showed you my phone because I didn't even tell you what my score was. I was like, you were like, uh, that was. Genuine. I was like, I was like, I'm pumped. You're like, what? And I like handed you my phone to look at the score, and you're like, really? And I was like, look at you, like that. Yeah, was, and I could see it in was your genuine face. happiness. It's like you know when someone happy cries, like it's that sort of thing. I just <laughs> really I because the first thing you said was. You cheated. <laughs> I did not say that. You're like, you cheated. And I was like, well, look through it. And you like pace through it all. And you're like, yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> like, it wasn't a stoked. Like, yeah, no, I was, I was right. like, it oh was my like, God, dude. I no, gave you a it was big like, hug. It was like, <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. Give you a huge hug. And I was like, that's so awesome. This is like that's a culminating me. moment in your life. <laughs> me training you oh, as a disc golfer. And, I love. And you finally I love that through. this happened. Like when we're on the cusp of six years of this podcast, because 
the ma- the vast majority of our listeners right now are also calling bullshit on you. <laughs> They're all like, "Fucking Ryan." No, I'm just He's I'm just happy yeah, as hey. your disc golf mentor that you were able to achieve this. I, I, like, I'll, I'll take the disc golf mentor. It's I think my that's accomplishment. Totally true. Too. I. I I, He's like, I basically threw a minus nine. I, I trained you to do that. I I basically, I mean, it's it's just awesome to see your protege <laughs> ah, succeed. The student has become the master. <laughs> it's it's a fantastic feeling. I mean, it's, I, I couldn't be more proud. I was so excited for you and, and you're never going to fucking do it again. <laughs> I'll make sure of that. Um. But it was great. It was great. And the great, the greatest thing about uh, U-Disc is it humbles the shit out of you. I was like, yes. And I was like, oh, let me look at the high scores for the last like week. And there's tons better than mine. And like, and then like through the past months, there's tons better. And there's a dude on there. And I'm not going to say his name. And I don't think he listens to the podcast. But there's a dude on there who has shot that same round that I shot multiple times in the last like two months and i've played many rounds with that gentleman and i'm like hell no i'm sure he thinks the same about you probably <laughs> probably <laughs> that's not true he's a very nice man though um i mean if i watched you throw if you just cherry picked a couple of your rounds where you threw like plus four or something like that like what if you just happen to be there on his worst days granted he's- i mean He's done multiple of these, so I've never lost him. <clears throat> Maybe he does PCP on certain days and and just is amazing or bad. Maybe he did PCP. Maybe the maybe because I when I've played with him, he's definitely not like a high energy. Got it, dude. So yeah, maybe it's PCP days. But also, like, if you're on PCP, are you like really keeping score well? Probably not. Probably like <laughs> I aced that one again. <laughs> Another ace. <laughs> dude, you threw it across the street. Anyway, we've got a great show for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about Innova's newest disc release, which is uh, a fantastic disc. Which is exactly, has to be, has to be. There's no way it's not exactly what we think it is. <laughs> they even said it is. Uh, oh, they did win. We're going to talk about the player oh, movement so that? far. Uh, we're going to just kind of recap who's gone where and uh, who's left. So we'll just talk about that real quick. Uh, we had a nice thing on Simon's Instagram. He is doing a collaboration, making a beer with a brewery uh, in his area up there in the Northeast. And so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit and um, implore all of our listeners to go to it so that you can get some of it and then ship it to us. Right. Or, or go to the YouTube video and just so... We'll, we'll talk about it. Go ahead. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to also talk about the official rule changes going into place on January 1st, 2022. We had talked about this in a previous episode about the proposed rule changes, and a lot of them passed. And so there's there's quite a few, like, actually pretty relevant rules um, that, you know, some years we don't talk about this at all because there's nothing right, right. that matters at all. And this year there's some pretty significant um, changes to the rule set. So we'll hit that up. So... Uh, off, off the top of it, uh, Innova last week, uh, had the, uh, fairway disc, uh, PDGA approved. Literally it's just called the fairway disc. And, uh, that went through on like the 22nd of November with the PDGA. And, uh, 
it is has some very similar specs to another disc that has the initials FD that Innova had before. And so we had seen this, and and uh, our awesome mod uh, CEP uh, sent the link and, and was like, what do you guys think? You know, and of course, our the first fire diamond. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what you're talking about. Because <laughs> we had spent time like trying to speculate as to what Innova would do with, we with exactly the Dismania, with the Dismania <laughs> molds. And we now know exactly what Innova is going we, to do with the Dismania molds. Our speculation molds. exactly was they're going to put them out under. Well, I guess they, they called my bluff because I said they're going to put them out under like weird names. Nope. Nope. Just They're going to just tell you exactly what it is. So gear up for the power driver, the <laughs> yeah. power driver too. Well, I mean, they kind of did it like with the Firefly. They didn't really say it was the P2, but it, it is the P2. But now they're just going to be like upfront about it, and and like this is the fairway disc, and then they'll undoubtedly release the power driver and stuff like that. So like this is coming, and then right before this podcast dropped, uh, or or uh, right before this, we started recording this podcast. Uh, Innova released on Twitter the Dark Rebel, which is uh, the uh, where they literally say in the tweet that the this is the original FD fairway disc, the original FD. So uh, they're not going to try to mask it at all. They're just going to say. This is what these molds are, and we're going to release them, and we're going to make them. And I, I would assume that they have every legal right to do so, or they wouldn't. They own the molds. The, we, that, we, already, so. we already knew that, and we already knew like we said that when Dismania started talking about their Italian plastic and bringing their own shit in, and that they were, you know, the next slightly thing, different and whatever. And and before we go into how I feel about this and everything else. I just want to say that the stamp on the Dark Rebel, and I'm really sorry to everyone that hasn't seen it um, yet, but um, this there's like a hooded character in the center of it, and it looks like he's got a very large unit just just dropping down in the middle of the stamp. Shall, shall I say? Is that how how else can I, I put? Looks just like fucking weird spaghetti to me. <laughs> like that doesn't even look like. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, Adam's apple that looks like testicle. I mean, Adam's apple. I don't know. I oh, you know, let's go ahead on. Anyway, um, it is kind of funny that the stamp is somewhat reminiscent of some of the the Dismania stamps, like the like some of the Freak and and stuff like that stamps. That I'm just like the old school ones. This is this is uh, that's rough for Dismania. I, my only, my biggest piece. If people right didn't now, get it, I think that the middle of the stamp looks like a penis. Oh yeah. Oh, I think I. Yeah, I think I added. Because I don't. That. I think that's understood. Okay, cool. I just um, wanted to make sure that everybody got yeah. that. Oh, okay. Do you want to? I was going to jump right in. Do you want to yeah, say for how it. you feel about it? Um, I am. I am psyched. Right. Because like I've been an FD hoarder for like most of my life. Not most of my life. Most of my disc golf ba- life. Bad. Bad for our. Uh, whatever well just like i know they have the original mold investments i love the original mold yeah i don't know what the new mold is for for dismania i haven't thrown one i haven't seen one uh or any of that sort of stuff and i have a feeling that some of the plastics that that innova will be able to produce with this that will get some nice stability ranges out of them like 
like maybe Halo Plastic, which we've seen Halo Plastic be pretty overstable for for almost Some all miss, molds. Yeah. Um, so you know maybe we'll like the difference between getting like and like a Pro FD, like yeah, like you know having. I was a, yeah, my I mean I was like, they've pro. all been there before. It's nothing new, but having them available on a regular basis. That's the biggest piece I was going to bring up versus like having to like you know refresh the Dismania website and and order 7 of them when they become available right away and like night strike fd you know hordes so i i i love fd gosh you know just all the cl- color glow and my other thought dark rebels or whatever that beyond my own selfish part the fd is one of the best fairy molds ever made yeah and if it just went away that would suck yep that would be bad for disc golf so I'm glad that they're still making it and that it is that they're allowed to still make it like I just yeah I think the the biggest issue there's ever been with the FD beyond uh consistency between runs has been scarcity and and not even just like FD I think disc mania discs in general is scarcity of like oh shit I really want P2 like there was a good fucking chunk of time where you couldn't find a P2. For sure. Like, yep. like I need some more X-Line. I need some P-Line. Well, and the, like, whole reason, I want some... the whole reason that, that Dismania went out and, and found new manu- manufacturing and brought did their own thing was because that they were beholden to Innova's manufacturing right. schedule. And the fucked part is not Innova's going to be like, oh, we're just going to... Yeah, run these totally. Dave Dunn pace because we know they sell. Just like, double birds in the air, like, haha! I'm gonna put out more FDs than you ever did in the last five years. In the next yep. month, like <laughs> double Ds. Totally. Just get totally. It. Um, oh, how much you see? You see, and Dunn pace deserve each other. Those guys. Oh gosh. Those guys are. They're both serial killers. For sure. I mean. I, I FD is the only Dismania mold um, that I think I will continue to buy from Innova because I didn't really bag any other. Yeah, you didn't really bag PDs or anything like that. No, I wasn't a PD guy. I, I have a PD too for special circumstances, but that was also like, I think I have like a stupid run of PD that I don't know that I'll ever put it back in, but that might be the only other disc. Um I mean, I appreciate the molds. I just, the, none, none of them really super clicked. And I'm like, will they put out the FD3 mold a whole bunch when they have a fucking Firebird? I no. don't think so. I don't think when so. you have a Thunderbird and a Firebird and multiple plastics, there's no reason to put out an FD3. No. Uh, the FD2, that, that single run was amazing. I don't think there's a reason for that. No, I think, I think the, the ones that make the most sense are the FD and the PD. Those two. Now here's the only other because, one because Innova has other discs like that, like they, well that Starfire discontinued, right? Do they still make Starfires? I don't know, but they have the they um, have the Invictus. The Invictus like is the way more thing. overstable, right? Well, Not, well, I shouldn't say way more fresh because we, we the 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 Starfire we have was the Val Jenkins brand new one that was beef too. True, yeah. So it's not. I mean, I, I, but they're Invictus not the same little, disc. No, no, Invictus so. was, was. And there are a lot of people that love PDs and throw them and were terrified by this and like you know the only one that I'm like wondering is. It's very similar. I think it's a, a destroyer clone, but do they put the DD3 out under another name? 
to combat the the destroyer, or they say Maybe. like destroyer is are the bee's knees and just stick with that. Maybe because it's a faster destroyer. I mean, it's a thirteen speed. I mean, if Innova does anything, it's release a bunch of new molds every single year, despite that it has like three thousand molds. Oh, so totally. Like, I think Innova will just keep releasing new molds and see what sticks. And yeah, you know, whatever sticks on the wall, they'll keep making. So I would imagine the fairway disc people bought a lot of them and that uh, they'll they'll continue to go there once people actually figure out what it is. But, um, you know, a, a lot of other companies have have stepped up on the market since I'm excited for the fog ripper. <laughs> but Dark Rebel, I, I that is it like a Star Wars thing. I don't know. But I'm probably going to wipe the stamp. Is that where they're going? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. They're star. So that's cool. Yeah. So essentially S-line. Yeah. What was... For- but, you know, and here's the thing. Like, I'll never so say... So, like, I can't wait to, to get out and, like... I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise that it flies like the FDs of the last five years. But I still want to try and see. Like... Well, that's the thing, too, like beyond just the, you know, I know you're talking about Halo and you want to take that shit out, too, but just like consistent glow. Like, that's the thing, too, like OG glow FDs aren't only amazing because the stability. They're also amazing because the the scarcity. Mm-hmm. It was like there's this one run that was rad and there's only X amount, whereas the runs from Innova, even though... They're, the consistency is the fucking same. I mean, it's made by Innova. They're all made by Innova. So I can't be like, well, the consistency is going to be better because... No, it won't be. It's, it's the in-house. same. house It's just like when you go from... And I'm just using arbitrary numbers to like explain. Like when you go from 500 to 5,000, there's so many more that are available mm-hmm. and a better chance of getting something in that run because the run is just so much more plentiful yeah. that... That in itself like adds a little consistency because you can continue to buy that same disc for a couple years and still get that same run. Mm-hmm. Whereas Innova was our disc manual was like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's more of them made, therefore you're most likely being going to be able to find that run that you exactly. like, exactly the, the the run that you like if they're discernible, which is a which is a whole other world. But yeah, I was I was chance. more just like. Like I've thrown a couple of the Halo discs, and the Halo Wraith I threw was overstable. The Halo Thunderbird I threw was overstable, uh, and I'm kind of hoping that we get to see an, uh, a Halo Fairway disc because I feel like the Halo that... Wraith I bought from that Mexican market is not as overstable as I oh, Okay, yeah, well, but if we build an Innova bag at some point, I know my trespass replacement. <laughs> but yeah, so the Dark Rebel, there's probably still some on the Innova store. Um, I I bought a couple of them, uh, just just because I I felt obligated to. No, as as you should, as so, you should. As a as a long time Church of the FD. I um, mean, you're the the. What how, what's like the person who starts? Well, so UC would probably be the uh, the Pope, because he I created mean, it. Mm, so I'd be like a cardinal or something I feel like, like that. You actually started it. I think I helped oh. like. But he, it through so, like Church of FD but he created really came it. through us. So like he, it was created somewhere else. Did Christianity uh create Jesus? 
No. I mean, God maybe. created Jesus. I mean, so you're saying you I see mean, as Christ- God. Christianity probably created Jesus. Let's be honest. Chill. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, we don't need to be. Sorry. This is not the place for that. Chill. So oh, what you were really getting at is that you think you see as God because he created the FD, which is Jesus. And I am part of a church that worships the FD. So that would make me a priest of, of uh, in, in most cases. Maybe I'm like a cardinal or something like that. Uh, but a yeah. disciple? Uh, sure. I'm definitely a disciple. A you, disciple you can be of both. You decide like you yeah. help. But that would mean that, that I worship UC in, in some fashion, which I I mean I already said he was a serial killer like, yeah, like six, seven wor- minutes like ago. You worship the di- like you can <laughs> <Whoa>. worship you <laughs> Jesus without Oh no, I guess you can't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's not a church this of is Jesus, really, it's a church of God. You right? should have abandoned so, this a long oh, time ago. Oh, gosh, I'm digging myself Put a the shovel hole. down. Goodness. Well, this is a hole that I'm okay digging. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay, all right, that's fine. Like, when it comes to, like, the times I've d- dug a hole, like, with, like, uh, you know, men versus women doing X or Y, I don't want to do that. Uh-huh. But this, I really don't give Great, a that's shit. good. Are there any other things you'd like to mention that, that uh, perhaps sensitive subjects for people that you'd like to discuss before I... Like any, so, any other FD is like the Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Which FD? The the Dark Rebel is is what? the well, what? I'm just saying. Wow! I can't believe you just said that. You wow, Dark Rebel. Wow, dude. I thought I was the one going off the rails. You done. You done got deep on that one. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, you want to talk about player movement this year? <clears throat> Are we talking Oakley again? Or? <laughs> May I remind you that Joe likened the FD to <laughs> former President Obama. Just saying. Just saying. You just say President Obama. I think once <laughs> once you're president, you're also you're always called president. Accurate. Fine. <sighs> we just learned a lot about Robin with that <laughs> comment. So our major move, <laughs> player move changes. <laughs> we got Matty O, who is now with Westside, which that did that happen last time we did an episode? I don't no, think so. No, no, no. It happened, uh, so uh, very interesting. I think he joined Westside just so that he could throw up the Westside hands each time, despite being, uh, you know, an Alabama guy. Well, you know, did you- can you actually say roll tide and throw up the Westside hand at the same time? Is that... Is that allowed? If you got fucking Nico by your side to stomp down people talking shit, for sure. I guess. I guess. I feel like that's that's sacrilege, and, and like it, it just shouldn't. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He had. He's got nice sunglasses. He had. Um, Matteo's been on the scene for ever. Like I want to say, he's like similar in like experience to a Barsby little quieter but he had his best year ever last year he was in the top like he was on the lead card more times last year than any time that we've been doing this podcast was almost six years uh he was playing fantastic he became a personality like good for him and good for west side like 
Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Like they must be offering some good stuff. I'm kind of curious how the the um, the hierarchy works with these teams because they're obviously under the umbrella of Latitude 64, and like who gets well, Latitude 64 and Dynamic Disc combined own West Side exactly. So like, how do they decide? Like Latitude 64 wants a player, Dynamic Disc wants a player, West Side wants a player. Is it the player that decides? Do they all offer the exact same contract? Nope. Or or is it just like, how does that happen? What will project more sales for all of us? Uh-huh. Dynamic discs, they don't have great players. They haven't for years, but I'm telling you right now, they're still one of the top selling. Like, they're... You go in our Slack group. You There are so many people who are hardcore trilogy and a, and a ton of the hardcore trilogy players are like, well, I'm like, I'm really just dynamic. Like they do such a good job branding to people to just buy their discs and throw what they have. And we'll see where that goes with like disc golf answer, man, come back and not being DD, but whatever. Um, they, I think they independently make more than latitude or West side. And then you go to Latitude, they're doing well. They've got some great pros. They just re-upped Tatar. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to bring in money, and I'm sure it does. And I think in Europe, Lat is probably doing really well. And in my mind, I would they push said, back on the DD doing better than than Lat and Westside combined. I Westside for sure. You don't okay, I say com- take the combined but, out, but I it's doing better than Westside. I, I and agree. I think doing better than that, but combined probably. I don't not. know. I could see. We'll see with Europe and whatnot. But yeah. latitude, I'm not latitude. DD is doing and like they have like a town that is sponsored by them that just drives yeah, money no, into I their mean, pocket, you know. and they have great great courses. And I love McCabe, and there's a lot of stuff they do really well, and 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 rad rad rad. And I think um, that maybe like. We have a brand that we're part owners of that have cool discs, and we can probably sell better from this brand. Mm-hmm. Why don't we bring in a name the same way they did with Nico? Bring in someone to up the stock of this other brand that we own together to just bring in more cash. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll buy that. I mean, in my mind, that's like it makes total sense. Yeah, no, it uh, like I, I just. No, I, I'll I'll buy that. I, I think that's that's fair enough. They're looking at their brands, and I think and they, Lats like we've got Euros. Like we'll bring in. We got people. We're and and uh-huh. there's honestly like with COVID not going away, but the amount of vaccinations and the ability to like open borders up and that stuff more. Euros, knock on knock on wood. Next year we'll be here a ton more, and. Just the little bit I watched of like European disc golf um, last year, there are some players going to come out. Oh, yeah. Like there are some top pros. Unfortunately, like just as my like American world, um, I don't know that USA is going to be the powerhouse in the next decade. I mean, the way it's growing in Europe, I would certainly expect that that it's going to get a lot closer. Yeah, um, we still we still have a lot more courses and a lot more players, but the the kind of concentration over there is is pretty incredible. 
and well, and just watching the European Open or whatever, or the no, not the Konopiste or whatever that uh, Simon went and played. It wasn't Konopiste. Me, it was. I've been fully dude be dudes be bombing over there. Yeah, like Simon was not the big arm. Like it was all of them were crushing like Simon. And I was like, fuck. No. I mean, with that said, there's you know there's Kyle Klein. We got dudes over here too, but. Um, I, I think once again, Lat's doing f- just fine. DD is doing just fine. I would love them to like want to be competitive and go after some big players, which is you know is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I think West Side, you know, you want to inject some cash flow into West Side, and what better way than taking someone who's on a hot streak and making them once again just like they did yeah, no I, I get it that's, a couple years ago I, I that makes sense to me i just wonder what those internal discussions are and that that could be a could be an option but like it seems like you end up you would likely end up negotiating with all three i'd love to talk to one of these pros and find out how that that shakes down and and what it really is and they may not know it may just be that like oh i talked to all three of them and west side gave me the best offer and that's the end of the story right. so but and and internally they could have said that same thing. But true, other also, uh, there's different team team managers. There's different whatever. So who knows? Uh, also notable, we have uh, we have we talked about this in the last podcast. But Oakley uh, leaving signing with Infinite. We also have Cole Redlin uh, signing with Infinite for that open bag. So Infinite starting to uh, mount a, a team of open baggers doing their open bag thing. Bagging it up, we have uh, we have Bell leaving DGA, which and we don't yet know uh, where he's going. Where he's going? Love you, Tyler. As of yet, so um, that's like what is he like? I'm gonna I'm not gonna put my money on it, but I'm gonna throw out the thought. Uh, I'm gonna throw two uh, wild darts for Matt Bell. Okay. One not crazy wild. The second one really wild. First not super wild is another infinite pro. So he can still putt mm-hmm. steadies and yeah. do his thing. I also received a confirmation from, and it's not like it was some like crazy uh, intuitive thing, but the Scepter is indeed the Felon comparable disc, Firebird comparable disc for infinite i mean it's not like it took yeah like some calculus yeah. for us to no, figure no, that you, out on the show it. yeah i mean but, you nailed it, but, but yeah we did, Conf- we did confirmation confirmation so here's my other wild world and i totally could i mean i guess he actually would never tell me even though we're buddies um i'm gonna throw out a crazy crazy he knows i exist uh fuck infinite an OTB sponsored. I mean, there. I mean, there are other. O- there are. There are, and he already is. Matt Bell, I think, is already an OTB. Yeah, pro. I think so. And Paige Pierce. But and, would they? But would and, they go all in on one pro to say? I don't like, think so. Well, 
I don't think I, don't I think, think so either. I think Danny's smarter than that. <laughs> like there's not the returns, especially when he doesn't have his own. Well, I mean, Infinite's trying to get to the point where they're manufacturing discs. They're probably trying to build a brand to the point where they build their own manufacturing. But you facility. know, Danny is working on. I know, some but discs but at some point. but but it's not. And that's why I said super dark horse, yeah. wild, off the cuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it certainly could sponsor them. That's not. I mean, what's the easiest place for? But not as a Matt Bell to go is is Innova because I think they need some injection of. Yeah, I could see that. Some peeps. Uh, I mean, who knows? You know who would be a great landing spot? For there's Matt also Bell? chatter about Ricky leaving. So. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Is his contract up, or it just contracts don't matter? I th- I think it's probably yeah. But I, I've seen little little bits here and there. Oh. I don't know. I feel like he's been doing good with Infinite or uh, with Infin- Innova. Ricky could definitely be a DD guy. He's well. He was lat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've I've also heard. I, I would of, think that, that I've heard anything of Heinberg to DD. I'm gonna stick with my my original feeling, like with with Macbeth and that whole thing, which is I think Ricky should stay with Innova and will stay with Innova. Yeah. And, but yeah, I don't know. So hard to there's there's no information on this stuff. You can't base it on anything yeah. unless you're you, unless you're Paul Uliberry and you're playing basketball with Ricky Wysocki. Like, what are you gonna do? You know how how are you gonna get that kind of info? Yeah, yeah. I. But yeah, nonetheless, it's uh, there's still some interesting moves to happen, and we never know. Like some contracts are we have information on on the internet, and other ones we have no idea. Um, and we've talked about this in the past about how we think that disc golf contracts have suddenly started to like at one point probably weren't even written down. Like we're just, here's what we're going to pay you. And if you show up to work, you get paid. And if you don't, you don't get paid. And then suddenly disc golf started to grow and we had real contracts and people wanted to know what they're worth. And do you think there's, do you think there's leverage behind, um, and I really hope not because it's probably poor decisions. Do you think? And, and uh, I probably already said too much. And was a, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Gru. Do you think there's leverage behind what Drew Gibson did to where people are like, I could do that and make more money? No, I, I think he has to prove it. I think I do too. I think I he too. has to show that he really does have a contact with the manufacturer and that he really is going to manufacture discs and that he then is going to sell them. And until he does that, no, there's nothing. It's literally until that happens. And I, I'm eagerly awaiting that. I, I can't wait to see if we have a whole new manufacturer pop up from somewhere with a line of discs from from uh, Drew Gibson. Or if it's just discs made by Innova that get sent to, you know, whichever. But the wording in the in the Ulta World article about it was that that. Infinite stated that Drew's relationship with the manufacturer um, right. made it possible. And to me, it's like, well, Drew was sponsored by Innova forever. So obviously, relationship with the manufacturer could be most likely. Well, to- and he's from SoCal. Like, he's from yeah. SoCal. Could be. Well, no, he's from Sacramento. But uh, Oh, true, true, true. Uh, it could Spent be. Spent a lot of time. You know, most likely has best relationship with Innova, but he also had the, the uh, Penrose. Yep. By EV7, and maybe it's that, the Phil Arthur's thing. So we, yeah. So there's, there's all that. But until it works, no, there's no leverage. There's yeah. no people being like, oh, I want to do that. I, I want to make my Gibson Industries. Well, show us that Gibson Industries works, then then people will be on it. But do you think, 
um, Matteo's exodus from Prodigy opens up a spot for someone. Like, sure, I'm sure it does. I don't like, know who that is. Like, who? I'm sure I'm like missing someone on mine. Like, who is like the top? I honestly have pro? no idea. Like, aside from FPO, like you got Cat, you got um. Oh, the lefty. Why am I forgetting her name? Always wears purple. Um. Oh, Heather. Uh, yeah, Young. Young. Um. Like, I can't think of a big MPO. Like, there's. Oh, Kevin Jones. I guess. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But that's like the one, and he. As much I mean, as Prodigy great, has good players. Yeah. I mean, you just named, you just named like one I of did, the best I NPO did, players, but, but, and, but uh, and one I of think, the best I think NPO Mattio players. Maybe ended the year as like, and I love Kevin Jones, but he didn't have a fantastic year. I think like Mario ended the guess year is better than than Mario. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I honestly well, I mean, don't could, know. I, I don't know. We don't need to look it up. <laughs> but. Just saying, who knows? <laughs> you want to get onto rules uh, at this point? No, but we should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be able to answer your questions on 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 these ones. I hope so. I think, I think so. Um, so we had uh, quite a few official rule changes uh, from the PDGA in 2022. Sorry, I should say for 2022. They've they've happened now in 2021, but they go into effect in 2022 uh i also should note hilariously when i was um saying that i went to google prodigy sponsored players while joe was talking and the the page on the prodigy website is down for maintenance so i, I tried oh big news coming. i tried so i wasn't listening to what joe said i was big trying news to coming. i was trying to google stuff and calling back and to then prodigy. The, pro- the prodigy website failed me but nonetheless back to Back to uh, 2022 uh, PGA rules uh, going into effect on January 1st. Um, there's a couple of notable ones. I'm not going to go through all of them, um, but I, I think the ones that make the biggest difference for most players that are playing the game both in tournaments and uh, in casual play, um, the OB rules changing. It used to be that you would take uh, a whole meter away from the OB line, perpendicular from that OB line. So wherever that line was, you just, you know, line yourself up against it and you take your three steps and you put your marker down and you play it from there. Unless it's barbed wire or something like that, you can take two meters. Right. So now it is a radius, more or less. So you can take one meter in any direction off of that OB line. So th- this is meant to make give the players more options and also like in a corner, if there's an OB that goes into a corner, give you some better options from there. You can take the OB directly off of that corner rather than, in theory, the previous rule, if there was an OB that came to a corner, that you there's no legal lie for you because you cannot... Right, exactly. That's you technically like, couldn't be yeah, a yeah, meter yeah. from all of those sides. So it just gives you a little bit more options on that sort. Uh, and 
and technically you could advance a little bit forward in some cases Dependent, like it, yeah it, depending on where that ob is and and what it is you know you could get yourself a meter closer to the basket and still be very close to that ob line now keep in mind you do need to have all parts of your body in bounds or exactly a, yeah not all parts like Touching parts of your body that are touching the ground inbounds when you release the disc. So if you do take that radius to the very edge of the OB, you have to be very careful of your stance and make sure that you're not going to release that disc while standing in in out of bounds because that's illegal. Drop foot behind, yeah. So, but it's now changed to that. You can basically take one meter off of any line in any direction. You no longer have to go perpendicular off. So, uh, very interesting. Yeah. Um. And uh, that's fine. I'm good with that. I'm good with that, too. I think the majority of the time on the courses I play, it'll probably still just be perpendicular because the OB, in, in my experience, is typically kind of in that situation. But um, I could see some times where, depending on what type of throw you're planning to do, like backhand or forehand, you might want to go backwards instead yeah. of forwards yeah. um, to give yourself... But you can still go a line straight back. Uh-huh. Which I totally forgot about when we played Taylor Modern. I threw OB in the shit and like threw it out from there, and I could have just gone straight back out of the shit mm-hmm. and thrown a better shot. So um, you still still do that. Um, and then the next one is that uh, they've simplified the holing out rule. Holing out meaning completing the hole. Um, and they've changed the wording so that any disc supported by the cage or the chains below the the uh, what's I'm forgetting the word, but below the the chain hooks essentially um, is in. So uh, so not resting on the top, not resting on the mounts for the for the chains. But what this does is it used to be the rule that a wedged disc in the cage didn't count counted oh, if, if, if it was blind. Yeah, if you didn't now it know counts no it, matter what. Oh, Paul's got another ace so. in a tournament that. <laughs> that counts now. So, uh, yeah, a wedgie is now a an ace or a completed putt or field ace or whatever it is now. Well, now um, I be pretty have hard to wedge a putt, gentleman. but I know people have done it. So, um, throw blowflies. Yeah, sure. Just like start winging blowflies as hard as you can at the cage. Why not, Tyler? That's a video. <laughs> that's a video for you. But uh, yeah, so. Um, it, it used to be that if, if you had to be able to see it, if you saw it wedge from the outside, it was deemed that it didn't enter the target properly and therefore didn't count. If you didn't see it, you could not assume that it didn't and therefore it right. was counted as in. I've, I've witnessed someone do that. So now they uh, they have to um, count all of those. So That's great. Um, more, uh, you know beneficial to the player it's more and ways it that makes your sense come in. too and it, and it takes like more like uh you know i mean if you hit a disc hit a basket that well with a disc why you not should deserve i mean it. if you yeah. hit the basket that hard and that accurately that it wedges in the cage sure come on ace let's go i'm only i'm only uh playing gum putts from now on oh okay um, we have the bathroom break rule, so players can now ask to take a bathroom break, and um, and that's cool. Is there a time limit to a bathroom break? Well, it's kind of uh, it's kind of vague, so it's like reasonably like a reasonable amount of time. So you can be declared missing 
if you don't return in what players deem to be a reasonable amount of time. So if you're like a total cokehead and you disappear to the bathroom and you're gone for 30 minutes, they will declare you missing for that whole. I would say like coke is probably not the drug for being gone super long. Yeah, Maybe but like meth where you got to like fire it up or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> how, do, how do you do meth again? You can do multiple. You can actually, meth is like the only, not the only, maybe one of the only drugs that you can do like every way. Oh, okay. It, I've gone to trainings. I didn't know you were a meth guy. I've went, I've gone to lots of trainings. Yeah, sure. No, it sounds like a training thing. Sure, of course. Um, youth. So, uh, you know, it, basically it's like people get to estimate how long it takes you to run to the bathroom and run back. And then start. Otherwise, they could declare you missing, and then you get four strokes added to that hole um, over par. Right, but, and, but then we'll go know, back to like that's that's specified. What by the group decides, role. you know, you know, one person might be like, "I think he's missing." I was like, "No, yeah. dude, shut up." They uh, they have also um, had the put the thirty seconds in, like it's thirty seconds time to throw when it's clear. You have thirty seconds to throw. We call this the Nico Castro rule. Um, or the what's his name? Wasn't there? A, I think is Nico the is the guy or most egregious. Raven? Not Raven. Nico is for sure the front right, runner right, right. in this. Oh, a billion times, yes. So, yeah, no. Uh, the only time you see jump cuts and post-produced footage during a putt, yeah, is Nico. Uh, the, the 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 next one, which is to me not necessarily an improvement is the the mandatory rule um and they're calling it that a a mandatory now creates a vertical plane so a tree consider a tree is their example for the pdga with a a vertical line going up from the trunk yeah and then it creates a plane in a direction that has to be specified by the td are you confused yet so if you throw too high you can't throw it. Well, yeah. If you pass through that plane in any, in so if you throw too high to where you can't tell if it crossed the mando or not, you don't cross the mando. No, no. If it if it goes through that plane, that invisible plane in any way, it is it is a ob well, missed the mandatory. Always been that way. Not really. I feel it's been played that way. I feel like that's been like the so like here's here's one example. So like. If you threw a roller, for example, and you missed the mandatory, but it curled back into a playable point where it didn't miss the mandatory, most the way the rules previously were, you would be fine. You could still play the mandatory. Now, as soon as it passes that plane, that line on the ground, vertical line, horizontal line on the ground, that they're saying the TD needs to establish some two points between which if it passes that line, on the ground and vertically, it is automatically missed the mandatory, even if it makes its way back into the field of play. Well, yeah. So I mean, now, so my problem with it is, and I already mentioned part of it, a TD is going to have to be extremely specific. Otherwise, this is the vaguest rule in the history of the world. Because if there's not a line on the ground indicating the horizontal, the the line on the ground as to where that is because that's where it mostly is going to be then there's no way to tell what that is and the other problem is a tree can be freaking four feet in diameter so is that vertical line the middle of the tree is it the back oh, of the tree is it one, the yeah. front of the tree yeah. is it what is it so there's going to have to be a stripe on the t 
on the tree to tell you where that is as well. Otherwise, you're going to get into the oh, same thing. that line is, but it's like... And, and I know what the, the real solution is, but the minutia that they're getting in and some of these other rules, it seems kind of silly that they overlooked that. I mean, the real answer in tournament rules is that the people on the card are going to be like, eh, did you make it? Uh, I don't know. That did, uh, I think it's okay. And it's going to it's gonna blow over. Well, but, that, yeah. but, but they literally say in the rule that the TD needs to establish between those two points or whatever it is. So every mandatory is going to need to have described in the caddy book by the td which direction that mandatory goes in it doesn't say like perpendicular off of the the mando line it does it so it's going to need a second point on the well and here's and here's the thing like this and the bathroom rule and all this shit is like going back to like the biggest issue with all this so there's not a clean solution to so i'm not trying to say that it's up to the card to enforce. Yeah. So that's going to fuck it all up, too, because no one's going to be like, I don't know what the fuck that, like, what? I don't know. You're fine. I don't like getting two people to be like, nope, you missed the perpendicular fucking plane. The, the invisible axis. Yeah. I, I'm pretty positive from what I saw from your disc. Uh, you missed it. Like, yeah. it's not enforceable. So it's like just a waste. I mean, it, oh my god, is that how much writing there is for that? Like, dude, that's trash. I'll read it later, but that's a lot. I read this today. Thank you very much. Before the podcast, so. I know you did. I said I didn't, and we've gone through this. Uh, but that's <laughs> so many, so many sentences for something that's not going to be enforced well. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it could work well if a TD puts a piece of string on the ground, or you know, marking paint. And then puts a you know clearly um, clear vertical pole at, like in front of a tree. Well, yeah, but that's like is that gonna happen? <laughs> well, then it makes it totally clear like this is the vertical mandal line, and here's the paint line in front of it. But if you're still using a tree, it's like you could interpret that that line. You know, that line could have six feet of play in it in the entire thing, and so it would be very subjective. And we know from experience that the PDGA pros out there will err on the benefit of the player. And if they have a vague line that they're supposed to interpret, they will give it to the player and they'll say, this is fine. This is, you didn't miss the Mando because we don't have a clear line as to where that Mando is. And this looks okay. So here's the other thing. Does this take out the, it must take out the world of like, um, you missed the Mando, but if from your spot, you can throw back in, reestablish, and go around the Mando. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, uh, well, that'll be again falls on the TD whether there's a drop. You know, like so. So say like there's a tree to the right, and your first throw uh, goes two feet past it mm-hmm. to the right of the Mando. Yeah, but you have an easy play to put a roller down a, a forehand roller wrap back around and through but technically you've already missed the mando so you once you missed the mando the, you've already you've taken, already that taken it yep. which wasn't always no like if you could reestablish through the man i mean if it was clear no if you could yeah so um true but um the thing to me is why wouldn't you just declare that you have to mark mandos on the ground with an ob line yeah 
Like because that's what they're they want that's what they right, want out of this. Right. Once you pass that plane, you're out you've missed the mando, you're out of bounds. Well then why not just put an OB line on the ground where that is, and then players will know it's OB and they won't try to throw over there. Yeah. Like mandatories exist on courses to try and protect other parts of the course. Mm-hmm. Um unless you know, it's USDGC and they just want unless, you know, the Mando in reality on most courses that most people play they exist to protect other parts of the course or protect areas they don't want you to throw. Yeah. In a tournament standpoint, it's sometimes like that. A lot of times it's to force the players to throw a more difficult shot. In right. which case, putting an OB line on the ground right across there that you can't cross is virtually the same in the rare instance that they could throw over it and, and all, reach man, all and, mandos are hey, now triple mandos <laughs> well i'm just in the rare instance yeah. that you could throw over that ob line and reach safely on the other side so but you still have to put that line on the ground it's like why just i don't know no, we'll see how this i mean i out. i yeah. guess it's still important to be able to prevent people from throwing in that direction i mean but, like in my mind just thinking about um but i think a td is gonna have to put What's the what's the at a minimum very specific wording in their in their caddy book, and most likely to save themselves time. Oh, Wintertime open is yeah. need to put down a lot <laughs> of weird lines. Yeah, because there's lots of big Mando things that TD's uh, going to be there every day. That there's a big throw over the top shit. That's going to be rough. Yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, interesting. Uh, other ones that they came through that are not like huge, which is that you have to have a PDGA number to take cash. Um, you also have to be a PDGA member to uh, to compete in a, in B tiers and above. So active PDGA member, and you have to have a PDGA number to take cash in any tournament that is PDGA sanctioned. So um, I'm not worried about that. Uh, interesting ones. That there's there's lots of other ones. I was just. Uh, going through the ones that I felt were were most, um, you know, consequential to to most yeah. players. Well, the nice thing is like with the the PDGA number piece, and I feel like that this was happening last year and the year before that too. Is if you already have an, an established PDGA number and you cash, it it has I've like heard it before. Like, all right, well we're gonna take fifty of your cash to pay your membership to make you. Uh. Uh, current member makes sense and then you can have your money beyond that yeah and for me though i mean i'm not i'm not planning any b tiers or anything like that but i don't even have a number so it might be like well i guess i have to establish one now <laughs> and give basically you know i have to give pga a portion of my winnings to get some money. now winnings. you have to do it in advance do you though yeah you you have to have a pga number to win cash in a PGA sanctioned event. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to cash anywhere. I, I, I would imagine there'd be a lot of local TDs that. Well, a lot of know. our, the majority of our local stuff is, yeah, no. is C and below. So oh, it for sure. Really matter. So, yeah. Um, so, I guess and, I'm not playing Vintage Cup anytime soon. I, nor was I planning to play Vintage Cup <laughs> ever. Oh. But, I mean, someday. Come on, big boy. I'll get a. When, we, when I can get like. Uh, Four hundred twenty thousand as my number. I'm in. <laughs> I'm gonna take four twenty zero six nine. Okay, I'm. I'm sure you won't be the only person hoping for that number. Uh, I'm the only one. There won't be that competition at all. 
PDJ, hit me up. I'll pay the money. I'll do it for you. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, check out our website, throwstuffstuff.com. We got our deer reviews listed on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. If you are looking for more Disc Golf Podcast, we do a pre-show recording before every single episode. So if you're just looking for a little bit more content, check it out. We have a lot of fun on those pre-shows and, uh, you know, get a little weird sometimes. So patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. Check out our sponsor, otbdisc.com. They are amazing. You'll love them. And lastly, uh, join our Slack group. We have an amazing Slack group that you can find on our website. Once again, throwstuffatstuff.com. There's a join Slack link in the main navigation, and it's the best disc golf chat group in the world. So hit that up. In the meantime, Get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease If you want to put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly then you say, hey, I hit some metal and Then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook.